Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. You have found your new favorite treat, but I think that there is something about this treat that has to, I mean, it's mysterious. And we tried to find out what the mystery was, but the place that gives you this treat would not play along and would not give us the answers to it. Now, what am I talking about? We're talking about this oatmeal that you now get every day. Billy Jock alone in the newsroom also loves this oatmeal. He says the best oatmeal he's ever had in his life. You said the same. I agree, yeah, 100%. So we're wondering if, if this is such great oatmeal, what are they doing to this oatmeal to make it so delicious? So we asked Anthony Gallo to ask the people what you do to the oatmeal, and they wouldn't tell him. It's the a secret. secret recipe. Yeah, I, I think that they're using milk is what would be my first thought because, uh, you know, you don't. I don't drink a lot of milk. Mainly almond milk or oat milk in my yep. coffee, or if, yep. I, if I actually do put something in my coffee, but I haven't had a whole milk in, in quite some time. Sure, so I would not doubt that there's some whole milk in this uh, this oatmeal that makes it so good. Well, probably just straight up cream. It's probably what is heavy cream. Could be ten thousand grams of sugar yeah. dumped in there. Not nah, huge, but it does <laughs> taste good, though. Okay, but it does. It, but it does taste good. Uh, and I will now. Is this a new? Is this a new deli? <laughs> I don't know. You love that word. It's one of my favorites. Yes, yes. but it, but just the combination of that drop and then you go. It does taste good. Was just <laughs> spectacular. Okay. I don't know if it's a new deli or not. I'm not getting it. Is, it is new. So when we were staying in that area for our Christmas party that we yes. went to. We had always used to, Jerry and I used to park there all the time. And it, now there's just this wonderful new huge deli there. So it's down on the corner back here? The Charlton, yeah. Oh, on yeah. Charlton, yeah. yeah. At the end of uh, Charlton and Washington yes. down there? So there's a deli down there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So that new building back here must be open now. No. I don't know. It not just yet? it seems a weird spot for a deli for it to be so popular because it, it's not like you'd be driving past it. It's not one of those places in New York. But the but. workers down here know that it's yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, well, whatever it is they're doing, they're doing a hell of a job. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> all of a sudden, you look back, you're 40 pounds heavier. You're like, man, this oatmeal is great. <laughs> hey, it's just a cup of oatmeal in the morning. That's all right. It's good for me. Mm, I don't know. I don't know, Al. We, Al, the ingredient police. This is like that Seinfeld where uh, they were serving the fat-free yogurt and everyone was getting fat. And then they tested it and had fat in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want you to test this because whatever it is, I, I don't want to be told what it is. All I know is that it tastes unbelievable. <laughs> right. It is. I'm, I'm usually, when I go out to breakfast or something, I'll order an oatmeal. Yeah. And sometimes it's a brown oatmeal and it comes, you know, it's good. And it's, it, But the consistency of this and what, what, however they're making it and whatever right. the ingredients are, it's just a spunk. Spunk. <laughs> Uh, Eddie, oh, I'm uh, you are just, you are priceless. I honestly just got lightheaded. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> oh, boy. 
<laughs> yeah, can I get a cup of this bunk meal, please? <laughs> your famous, your famous spunk meal. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I can't transition to the thing I was about to transition to, which is the thing I told you we we're going to talk about. Now I feel like I can't do that. Ah, uh, you could do it. Ah, but it goes from like one very funny thing to something very serious, and I don't like doing that. But all right. Let's do it anyway. Okay, we'll let's try. Anyway. We'll try to do the best we can, and I think I know what you're going to talk about here. Yes, so the Brandon Miller saga at Alabama continues. Uh, if you're not familiar with that story by now, there was a former Alabama basketball player, Darius Miles, and one of Darius Miles' friends who were involved in a murder. And once the investigation continued, Brandon Miller, who is still on the Alabama team, who is a very, very good player and one of the more popular players, it found out that he was involved in delivering the weapon somehow, some way. The details around that are sketchy, but it was his gun. He was told to bring it to the scene. He did. How it got into the hands of the shooter is still up for debate. But anyway, he, he was involved in some way. It's his gun. It's it uh, Brandon Miller's gun. Yes. So he's still playing. He has not been charged or anything. The other two guys were charged with capital murder. Brandon Miller has not been charged uh, with anything, and I don't believe will be charged with anything. So he's continuing to play. So he had a, his first home game over the weekend. Yes, as, Arkansas. Since this happened. Yes. So he gets introduced, and he gets a loud ovation from the crowd. And then as he's walking up, slapping his teammates' hands, he gets to the end of the line. He puts his arms out, stretches his arms out, and one of his teammates pats him down like they're giving him a search. Somebody is dead. One of your teammates used your gun to shoot somebody, and this is what you're doing? Yeah. And this is like the sickness of college basketball, because I'm sure that if this young man has nothing really to do with it other than the fact that it is his gun and he should be responsible for wherever his gun is, I would think, unless, of course, his teammates stole it, you would like to think, let's... let's uh, be reverential to uh, the family of the lost loved one. And let's be uh, understanding that there are still frayed uh, emotions that are attached to this. And let's not make an ass out of ourselves. Yeah, that's that, that, that's the way I would look at it. And unfortunately, in this case, uh, he decided to bring even more attention to himself and probably even uh, exacerbate some of the uh, negative emotions that other fan bases probably are feeling towards him simply because it is college basketball and we know how nuts it is yeah that a lot of these people would probably rather not have him play so their teams can win which is another sick twisted aspect of all of this and then i i watched the coach and he's at these press conferences now he is ask, answering questions that he is being asked and when you juxtapose that against a dead woman it, it sounds ridiculous, but the coach is in a no-win situation. He's trying to talk about his team playing the game under these circumstances. So he's trying to paint that picture from a question that he is being asked. But I, I think that if I were Brandon Miller I, and, and if I were the coach... Yeah, I mean, Nate Oates is a complete buffoon in this thing. He already put his foot in his mouth saying, wrong place, wrong time for Brandon Miller. And then for something like... He's got, a, he's got a player that actually just killed somebody. I mean, it's insane. I mean, and, and the fact that this happened with the, the pat-down situation just shows me that Nate Oates is not saying the right things to these guys. Hey, you he's know just what? not. You know what? Hey, guys, let's just, let's just play basketball. Let's do the best we can. Let's not forget that one of your teammates shot somebody. Yeah, well, his friend shot somebody, but yes. He was, but, the, but the teammate was involved. In yes, it. he was, yeah. And, and that person is dead. Yeah, there's a... There's a and, and, I'm, and I'm sure that, you know, according to some reports that I saw, that the person was sitting in a car that was also shooting. Mm-hmm, yeah. Shooting back. Yeah, shooting yeah. back. So, I don't, you know, who knows what the real true story is, but to, to bring any sort of further attention to it under the under that situation shows me the coach is not even in control of the team and shows me that this kid is obviously you know uh, not aware of uh, or maybe is aware of because of social media and people coming at him left and right and maybe that's why he's acting this way and there's nothing in college basketball right now that is 
has any guardrails on anything. I mean, you talk about the, the NCAA and how useless it is and all of these things, which is true. They're not going to do anything about this. And Alabama's certainly not going to do anything about this because they want their best player out there. So the AD and the coach are never going to do anything about well, it. Well, they, they will say that last week we talked about this, that the university president, the university council, the AD, and the coach have had numerous meetings on all of this have gone through what they believe is all the evidence and things that uh, that have come to light that we probably are not aware of. And it's one of the reasons why they have allowed this young man to continue to play. But I I didn't realize if it is true, it's his gun. Yeah, I mean, he well, he delivered the gun. So I always, I mean, unless it was registered to somebody else, but as far as, I mean, is, he he was the one who brought the gun to the scene. So I'd have to go back and find that detail to confirm that. I don't know if it was his gun or, or it was Darius Miles' gun that he brought to the scene because he knew where it was. But I, I, I was under the impression, we were talking about it last week, that it was his gun. But uh, either way, he's the one who delivered it to the scene. Right, and then I would just think, you know, getting introduced to your home crowd and home crowd cheering for you, of course, and then asking one of your teammates to pat you down. You know, I don't, is that the right thing? Is that the right look? Is that what you want? No, I mean, no of course not. not. Yeah, but then again, you know, I, I try to think practically what what would be the right way of handling this. I don't necessarily know that there is, mm-hmm. but I know the wrong way to handle it. Yeah. So everything is just he provided the gun, supplied the gun, uh, brought the gun that the teammate uh, used in the you know all, all these things. You know, it it doesn't say. It's just all it provided, brought it to him, whatever. So I'm not, I'm not sure. Delivered a gun doesn't say delivered Miles' gun, but I mean, he knew. The other thing was he knew that the thing was loaded. You know, he knew to. So I, I don't know. I made maybe made the assumption it was his, or read it at some point that it was his. But either way, he is the guy that brought the gun to the scene. He could have been the guy that that de-escalated it and said, "Get in the car, let's go, let's go home." Instead, he answered the text message saying. Yeah, I'll bring the gun to the scene, and here you go. So, uh, that's just a, it's just a tough one. It's just an absolute tough one. Let's go to Rodney in Virginia. What's going on, Rodney? Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? Hey, uh, big fan of you guys. Love you guys. Um, you, you got your, you got your facts all wrong here. Okay, tell us where. Yeah, first of all, it wasn't Brandon Miller's gun. Okay, so whose gun was it? Darius Miles. It was Darius, all right, so he brought it. Yeah, we just said we were looking that up. Yeah, okay. Which he owned legally. Okay. Okay. They were out at a bar. Okay. We know this. They were eating. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and Miles and and his buddy, who's not even related to Alabama athletics. Right. Yeah. He knew him from Maryland. We know that. Yep. Okay. Right. And and Miller went off to go get something to eat. Okay. okay? And then something's going on. Okay. The guy te- Miles texts him says, "Hey, bring back my gun." Right. Okay. Yep. We know that. Yep. Okay. So, but he he so he. He is giving back the the gun to the owner. Okay, now I don't know how anybody can get in in Miller's head thinking that he's going to then kill a girl. But don't forget now, Miles handed the gun to Davis, who was his buddy, who's actually the one who shot the shot the gun. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah we, no, know. we said okay, that. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. how do you how do you say it's not Miller's <clears throat> gun? All right. That, yeah. Okay. So we got that. Fine. Okay. What? What? So, so and Rodney. Rodney. Basically, the way the way this all started was because of what Brandon Miller did yesterday after so that, being that, introduced. I agree with that. that That's was, asinine. I can't, believe it. I can't believe it didn't stop when when the when when the first stuff hit the hit the fan originally. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know how that one. I, I I have no excuses on that one or no. That that was just. I don't know what happened there. That was just not good. But but the, but but to say that that was Miller's gun is just not. Yeah, all right, we got. We, we were wrong about that. We got it. And I said we were going through was trying to find it at that point. But is there anything anything else that was inaccurate? Hello. Yeah. No. I, what, what do you mean by inaccurate? I mean, but yeah, just, well, you I, what you were also giving the side of the the lawyer's testimony, where Brandon Miller's attorneys. So there was there also there's a police testimony that said that he had blocked in the car. Yeah, that's false. All of that, but that was the police testimony. How could how do you know that it's false? Because based on they're saying based on video. But have you seen the video? Because the attorney said there's a video there. 
but you, but the, the lawyer says it pretty specifically in his statement. Well, of course he's going to say that. He's going to okay, say that because he's defending his guy. So the police right now it's a one side to, against the other. But video can't. But but video. Wait, but nobody's lie. seen it. You know what I'm saying? So when the video comes out, we'll find if it's okay. false or not. Okay, but how, how, I'm just trying to say, how, how, do you, how are you making the statement that it's Brandon Miller? We, we corrected it. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to say? I said it five times. The one thing I will say God. is that the deputy, deputy district attorney down there, Paula Whitley, uh, told Alabama.com on Tuesday that there's nothing we could charge Miller with. But Oates and investigators said Miller has cooperated with the police as well. I All of that is fine. The reason that we even actually talked about this today was because of what Miller's actions were when he was introduced in front of the Alabama fans on Saturday. Right. And by the way, Oates did come out and say after the game that that was inappropriate. How about talking to your kid before the game and saying, look, you're going to be under a lot of pressure here. You're going to get it from a, a lot of fans from other teams. Uh, you're going to get some support here at home. But I think what we got to do is we just got to try to, you know, keep our head down, continue to play basketball, do what you got to do. And, and hopefully one day you'll be in the NBA as one of the top picks of the NBA draft. He'll probably be going the top five, by the way. Well, that's going to be interesting because that's when the, you know, the NBA teams are going to say, you know, is it worth the flack we may catch with this? Or do we care about that? We're going to have to answer the questions. The, our, the other guys on the team are going to have to answer the questions. Is that where the market sort of dictates right. his value. And again, to go back to the coach, Oates, you know, he had to apologize a number of times for different comments than he made in the initial foray of all this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when we both have said over and over and over again that Brandon Miller has not been charged with anything. We've also said that you would think that Alabama would take a minute and pause and take everything into consideration and maybe sit the kid for one game just to decide whether or not we're making the right decision here. But they seem to be pretty emphatic about the fact that there is other things that have come to light that they know about that none of us know about that cleared this young man to play. And one of those things is the fact that that deputy district attorney down there in Tuscaloosa basically said there's nothing we can charge Brandon Miller with. Right. And and it, that's not going to change. No. And and if there is, so the, the video that people are talking about, so in the police testimony, this is the, what the police said about what happened, was that, they, that Brandon Miller had drove his car down to the scene and had blocked in the car in which that was shot into where, where the woman died. The lawyer is saying that that is untrue. But right now, we just have two sides saying that. The lawyer for Brandon Miller also said there is a video out there that nobody has seen that will clear that. So at this point, we haven't seen that video. So if that video is out there, then everybody will say, okay, that's the truth. But you can't just take the defense attorney's word for everything, just like you can't take the other side's word for everything. You just got to provide both the sides of what they're saying right now, and then hopefully you get as close to the truth as you can. So that conversation that we just had was the same conversation that we had last week. Yeah. What's different about today is what happened on Saturday right, right, right. when he was introduced and had a teammate pat him down. Right. Yes. Bingo. Bingo, bango, bongo, boomer. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry Recco is back with his cool game sweatshirt, which makes me think about football season that is so very far away. Did you watch the XFL this weekend? Right. I saw like three plays of it. Okay. So, so you did. Three plays Jack of Jack Cohen, uh, three touchdowns. Yes, win. with with the yeah, with the uh, the Brahmas, San Antonio Brahmas. Brahmas. So he's putting some tape out there. Man. Did they win? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. They did. Three touchdowns and a win. I was watching. Uh, was it Arlington and Houston? Maybe last night. Arlington. Yeah. The Renegades. They have a team and they have an Arlington. Yes. Team? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Huh. And uh, I think I think Joey Galloway was the. Analyst, I think. With Matt Barry? Probably. Uh, and they were talking about the over-under in the game. Oh, yeah. It's right and, on the screen. Right. It exactly is. And uh, I guess Houston was going for one as opposed to going for three. And if they would have made the one, they would have still been under the over-under number. They didn't make the one. Yeah. Which is great to have those discussions. No, and I don't, not know, have about, to worry I don't about know what the final score was. Maybe they finally did go over eventually, but I think there were only five minutes left in a game. So, Right, they have the spread and the over-under number right on the screen with the score at all times, which is great. They also should put up a live line there if that's possible for people as well. Uh, but hey, that's yeah, well, what... Watching the Ranger game last night, go right in the middle of the game, uh, Rangers going into the third period were minus two and a half. Okay, and that was updated on whatever whatever service they use. I was thinking, you know what, Rangers, you know, they're short and all this. You know, should, should I make a bet? And I was like, no, I'm not doing. It. My my team's going to win, and they're going to cover. And they ended up covering, and they did. Look at that, a much needed win that Chris Lepresti took his son to last no, no, night, and he was complaining that this was not the time to go to the one of these exactly. games. The Rangers were involved in a you know losing streak, and all this craziness was happening. And Ryan Lindgren got hurt down in Washington. <clears throat> but he, got, he saw a great game. Yeah, his son's first game, and it worked out. They did it for the, Le the Leprestes. There you go. That's what they said at the end. They put their sticks up in the air, and they said, for the Celos. <laughs> uh, all right, Jerry, what's happening, Brought man? to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. Uh, getting set for another day of uh, preseason baseball, as you uh, have the Mets take on the Cardinals later today. We played last hour the um, Mauricio home run. We heard from Keith Rad, the new play-by-play -play announcer. Here's Buck Showalter on Mauricio and how he is progressing. He's getting stronger, you know, as, as expected. He's come a long way. Um, kind of evolved as a as a prospect in a lot of ways. Look at that blue, look at that blue sky. Yeah, I know. How beautiful is that? It looks awesome. There was one shot from Phoenix, from North Scottsdale, that someone posted. It looks like it's a made-up photo. <laughs> That's how perfect it yeah. looks. I don't know which game it was, but God, was it awesome. Here's uh, Justin Verlander. So, new team, spring training. How's it gone? I don't know. It's it's difficult. Um, because I mean, this is really my, my first time doing this. I mean, this is my first time coming to a... A new team in, in spring training when everybody's, um, you know, just getting back together and, and the routine's a little bit different. Everybody's kind of going about their business. Now, we heard from Matt Scher Max Scherzer about the pitch clock. He loves it. Uh, it's gone well for him. He worked quick. Uh, here was Verlander. Any issues on your on your half? Yeah, fine. You know, I, I started just going about my business and didn't uh, even pay attention to it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, yeah, I've got this clock thing. So I looked up. Um, almost every time that I was like about ready and, and I had plenty of time. So much like I thought would happen, I, it wasn't much of an issue for me. At least it doesn't seem like for a lot of people. There have been issues, as we know. We played the a couple of highlights in that Red Sox-Braves game, but so be it. They will work through it through the month of March. Yankees did beat the Braves and the Blue Jays. Here's uh, Aaron Judge. He was on Yes. So what are you working on this spring? Obviously coming off a historic season. Situational hitting. You know, I think I kind of want to mix in a two-strike approach or kind of a widened-out approach. Uh, you know, with a guy on third base, you know, a guy on second base. I need to move a runner over, do some certain things really to, you know, especially with this no shift, man, you shoot a ball through the hole or you know, get to put the ball in place, something's going to happen. For some reason, I hear Aaron Judge, I don't think about just moving a runner over. No. Unless it means trotting around the bases. Yeah. <laughs> so Yankees uh, have a night game this evening as they will take on the Tigers. Anthony Volpe had a couple of hits and a couple of runs scored in their nine Blue Jays on Sunday. And Manny Machado, how does 11 years, $350 million sound? He is finalizing that new deal with the Padres. So it looks like he has found his place in Southern California and he's not going anywhere. Hawks beat the Nets 129-127. Game-winning hope from Trey Young at the buzzer. He had 34. John Day Murray with 28. Jock Vaughn says, we lose. We move on. Can't feel sorry about yourself. We are playing...
this game for a living. So first of all, let's be uh, put things in perspective. And I think <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not going to give them excuses about this being a new group and this is only their fourth or fifth time playing together and the lack of practice and all that stuff. But let's just give them an excuse. <laughs> yeah, funny. You know what I was thinking? Just like how the I knew the Vikings would lose to the Giants because it had to happen that way. It's now shaping up that way with the Knicks because they're going to get the five seed. The Cavs are going to get the four seed and Donovan Mitchell is going to go off in the series. And then everybody's going to say, what could have been? You might be right. You know what? I, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. With Mitchell Robinson back now and the team whole finally, let's just hope they could stay healthy these last, was it, what they got, about 22 games left? Yeah. I would say yeah, something like that. I mean, the Nets have played, they've played 60 games. So, yeah. Yeah, um, about 22 games that's left, about right? right? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just, there you go. Listen, I, they, they are playing really, really top and basketball right now. They have 20 left, the Knicks. They do, okay. So, and John Brunson has been the leader of that. They bring in Josh Hart. He fits in seamlessly. You know, it's not all about Julius Randle. And, of course, R.J. Barrett had his best game of the uh, of the, the season the other night. Need to see it consistently. I'll tell you that, John Brunson is, man, he is so good. It's not even funny. He has, like, made a total difference in taking all the pressure off of having to give the ball to Julius Randle in crunch time. You just don't have to give it to well, him. Well, you don't know where the ball's going. Right. That's and the that's beauty the of point. it. And, uh, man, they were right. I, you know, we, we get on the Knicks about a lot of crap. You know, this is one that they got 100% right. Yeah, and this is going to be a fun one tonight against the Celtics because you can really... Measuring stick spot. Measuring <laughs> stick spot, okay. <laughs> Litmus test. Witness. Yes, the Celtics are witness. Litmus test. Litmus, okay. Celtics, the one seed. They've won three straight, seven of eight. The Knicks have won five in a row as they will clash tonight. Meantime, Damian Lillard had himself a night. Dave's got it. 145 to play. Bump, tries, runs it up. Yes! 70! 71 for Damian Lillard. Oh, man, I got goosebumps. I got chills. I'm seeing history. Dame is the eighth player in NBA history to score 70 or more. I mean, you see some of these highlights, you kind of get Al's point. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Are you allowed to defend? Yeah, you're, you're, so you're not. Yeah, exactly. So you're not allowed to defend the three-pointer, right? Now, you can't defend the three-pointer, right? Well, well, how's that? What? <laughs> Good answer, He still Jerry. puzzles me sometimes. I didn't know what he was asking me. I was like, what do you mean you can't defend? Yeah. It takes 38 shots. But made 22 of them, though. It's pretty damn good. That's I mean, that's what, 60%? I think you take that every day. The second 70-point game of the season. Yes, and there'll be another. Probably With 20 to go. I say we get one more. Lakers. So the Mavericks were up 27 on the Lakers, but back came LeBron in L.A. LeBron guarded by Reggie Bullock. LeBron back and Bullock in. Turns. Leans. Shoots. Scores. 95-92. I don't know. I don't know if they travel or not. It doesn't sound... It sounds like he's in a studio or something, but I don't know. Is that, was that the Lakers or was that... That was the Lakers broadcast, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're the there Laker or not. Laker broadcast not travel? I, I don't know if they're there or not. I'm not sure. I saw the Blue Jays, right? The Blue Jays are mm -hmm. not traveling this That's year? That's right. They yep. made that decision. COVID? I, no, I think saving money. I think money. because they probably thought it worked out halfway decent. Why spend? Which is probably not the greatest idea, but... Uh, LeBron did injure his foot in this game, stayed in. How we doing? It's been better, uh, that's for sure, but um, definitely wasn't uh, going to go to the locker room and not finish the game out tonight. Um, just, you know, understood the importance of the game and then the momentum that we had. I felt like we could, you know, still won't have to be down, but... Um, Monitor the next couple of days. Can you imagine what, that, go from what that live bet must have been? Oh. <laughs> down 27 on the road in Dallas against a fairly good team. Yeah, I mean, I would, it had to be like plus 1,100 or something Yeah, I like would that. think so. And even Rutgers, down down 19 in the second half on the road. I would love to know what that live bet was, too. Was, yeah, but probably even bigger because college basketball and the maybe. scoring, not like the NBA. So That yeah. is true. Uh, Nick Celtics tonight, as we mentioned, and the Bucks uh, beat the Suns 104-101. Milwaukee's won 14 straight. Kevin Durant getting closer and closer to his Phoenix debut. Right now, he's getting paid to not play. Mm. Not sure how much longer yeah. they'll continue Suns to pay him. Suns doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Rutgers win was 59-56 over Penn State on the road. And Maryland, a win over number 21 Northwestern, 75-59. They completed a 10-0 home record through the Big Ten and Kevin Willard's first year. Rangers, I like turtles. Rangers, oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> Rangers-Kings Sunday evening. Play down low, Rangers open. 
Sam Rosen on MSG. one nothing there. 5-2 the final. Vincent Trocek would score twice. Both goals coming in the second period. Mika Zibanejad with a power play goal is 31st. But he also got hit in the foot with a puck. Adam Fox, certainly concerned. Yeah, you're scared whenever, uh, you know, someone stays down. You don't want it to be too serious. Uh, you know, we were happy to see him come back. I know the crowd was pretty happy to see him come back. No doubt. And he himself says, I'm good. Not good. I was a tired. <laughs> a lot of ice time last few, few games, but it's, uh, it was fun. And then the other part of the story is Kay Andre Miller getting ejected for spitting at Drew Doughty. And we will see if a suspension comes along with it. The Islanders shut out the Jets by the score of 4 nothing. A shorthanded goal from Bo Horvat. Brock Nelson is 27th. And then Adam Pellick puts it away. This one off the boards. Go down. Down. It might wind up in the empty net. Scores! How do you like that? Adam Pellick just trying to clear the puck. And it found its way off the boards, all the way down into the empty net. And that capped the scoring at 4-0. That was Brendan Burke with the call on MSG. Semyon Varlamov made 23 saves for the Isles, and the Devils acquired Timo Meyer from the Sharks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Network. Boomer before laid out all the important dates for the NFL and what happens at this date and that date and then the free agency tampering and all of this stuff. So it all it is all coming up and it's all going to be happening because, you know, March is this month. We are here. This is it. So this is where things start to move. And obviously, you know, that tampering period at the middle of March with the 13th or 14th or wherever that is. That's when everybody starts signing at that point. This is also the time that the combine starts out in Indianapolis, and most of, not all, the GMs and coaches are out there together. The competition committee's out there. They yeah. start looking at different things. Are they going to review roughing the passer, which I don't think they will? Are they going to look at the uh, the tush push uh, quarterback sneaks? Uh, is does that create a you know a dangerous situation for defensive linemen? Things of that nature. They're going to be looking at. But the one thing I will say is that this is where GMs now start seeing each other face to face and maybe some deals get done here and maybe, you know, there, there will be agents that will be there scouring, you know, obviously all the prospects and everybody that's there. So agents and GMs can get together as well face to face. Uh, so there's there's a lot of stuff that comes out of the combine uh, for the next week. The combine actually starts tomorrow and it runs through the 6th. Yeah, I am not someone who sits there and watches the Combine. I mean, I love the NFL draft. The draft's got a lot of drama. I am not someone who can watch the Combine. I, it's just there, you know, these, some of these pro days, like I'll watch like the highlights of the quarterbacks from time to time. Yeah, but I, and a lot of the great quarterbacks don't even go, they don't even throw at the Combine. Well, anymore. here's the interesting thing for a guy like Bryce Young. <clears throat> Bryce Young, whenever his turn is to show up for his physical, uh, is going to be, measured precisely and weighed precisely. Mm -hmm. And those two things 
you know, for some, uh, a, a guy that is, you know, under six foot and under 190 pounds, off the board. Don't even want to deal with it. For others, if he's a great athlete, comes across as a really bright kid, uh, they'll overlook some of those things and just say, this is a great football player that, that we have to draft because we know that he will elevate our team. So that's, you know, that's the discussion that's going on. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised uh, coming out of the combine uh, that maybe we'll already see a Bears trade. Although I got to believe that Ryan Poles has got to do his due diligence. He's the GM of the Bears. He's got to do his due diligence on all these quarterbacks, even as as well and as exciting as Justin Fields was at times last year. You know, you got to make sure that you know that you're doing the right thing here. That yes. you're keeping Justin Fields and you're trading the number one pick to somebody who desperately wants a quarterback at the top of the draft. You just don't want that pick turning out to be a Hall of Famer and then your quarterback, you know, basically becoming a dud. And that was the news this morning that the Bears are leaning towards moving the pick. That was the Adam Schefter report. So that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a lock. But if he's writing a big, long article about this and all of the details that he has uh, in this story, it, it sounds to me like that's probably what's going to happen. And the teams that would want to trade up to that number one overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts. We've talked about the Houston Texans. That's another team. Um, the Carolina Panthers, potentially. Yeah. And we all thought that, that Derek Carr was going to go right to Frank Reich and the Carolina Panthers doesn't look like they're even talking. No, I, I said that if they were going to bring in a veteran quarterback and spend about 30 to $35 million on that quarterback, that he would be the guy that I would do it for, especially in that spot, just simply because it's a new coaching staff, it's a reasonably young good team and you know whoever gets a quarterback in that division is going to win that division that division is up for grabs right now yeah and that's just a horrendous <clears throat> division so you can get to the playoffs it, and make hey, something happen if atlanta makes a trade for lamar they, they are the odds on favor to win that division yeah well now i'm seeing articles about could lamar jackson sit out the season be not sign that. his franchise tag, tender, and all that stuff. I mean, it, it, that's a disaster. He needs to hire himself an agent. He's not going to do it now. I mean, it's too late. Plus, the damage is done. And one of the bigger things, I mean, obviously, the first thing you think about with the agent is the fact that they know all the ins and outs of the contract, you know, all the details so the client doesn't get screwed. But one of the bigger things that people don't talk about is when if you're negotiating yourself or you have a family member negotiating for you, all these things that the team is going to hold over your head or you know, some of the negative things goes directly to you. And an agent sometimes can be a buffer for that where they say, listen, this is why we're not going to pay him that much money. We feel this way about him. You know, he gets hurt too much. And then the agent can go back to Lamar Jackson and be like, yeah, you know, we talked about some stuff, but he's not. He's going to keep that stuff to himself when it's direct team to player like that there's a lot of hurt feelings or uh you know we believe he quit on our team well that too yeah mm. which is something that that's why i still think man there's and i just gotta believe they gotta trade him I, I do i i just but i don't know where they would go but then again if they did trade him you know they could maybe get up into the higher up and you know of the draft and go get another quarterback they could do that with whatever they get for lamar if they decide to yeah. trade him or they may say, hey, Derek Carr would be our guy, and that's the way we're going to go. Now, I talked about this before with the with the Giants, and we think it's unlikely. But if Daniel Jones, if they got to the point where, like, all right, we're not going to settle on a long-term deal, and I don't want to fully guarantee him, this is Joe Shane talk, I don't want to fully guarantee him the, the $32 million this year, and the number one pick is up for grabs, you know, maybe I go that route. Maybe I go, hey, I'm going to get a guy. Oh, yes, I'm going to lose some draft capital in the process. But I can get a guy in a rookie contract and we can keep moving, you know, kicking this thing down the road to where we want it to be. So that's something that I'm sure that they'll talk about, but it's unlikely. Now, if the Jets miss out on Derek Carr, they miss out on Aaron Rodgers, and then they miss out maybe on Garoppolo, who I think would be a good thing that they miss out on, and they're staring at starting Zach Wilson in the face again. Is that a team that will trade up and take another quarterback and let Zach Wilson go? I'm just going to tell you right now, the Giants, if they do not have a contract in place, they are, they are going to tag him. That's all there is to it. That's probably a good thing for Saquon Barkley then at that point. You well, think. then he becomes a free agent. 
Well, yeah, or he or it makes the Giants want to sign him to a long-term deal more on their terms because they can't use two tags. Right, plus they'll also know that, you know, the amount of money that they have invested in their quarterback room is, is th- you know, $33 million, which means that they'll have some flexibility to start spending money elsewhere to help get Daniel some help in here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, which that, is- so that, to me, would be the, I, I think it feels like it's it's heading in that direction. Yeah, there was all that. So the forty-five million dollars has been, I guess, questioned. Like at first, it was the forty-five million dollars that Daniel Jones asked for, and then there were reports that he didn't ask for that, and then there were reports now that they did ask for it. So I guess Jeff Darlington of the of ESPN now came out and said it's absolutely a real thing that he asked for forty-five million dollars. I mean, how? I mean, you, so you hired the athletes first. You dropped CAA, your old agent. You hired the new agent athletes first who have gotten some big deals done for other guys. I believe Dak Prescott's one of them. Maybe Russell Wilson was another. Um, but Remember also but, Dak Prescott sat through a, uh, you know, a year in which he played under the franchise tag. Right. And they also got hurt before he got paid. <clears throat> that too. year. And then yeah. he got paid after that. Right. Which was, which was really poor timing. Do you uh, think that him. the Cowboys are questioning the amount of money that they're paying Dak Prescott? Well, Michael Parsons did yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> just flat out said it. That, that's why you know I, it seems really, really likely to me that he is now going to end up getting tagged. Yeah, I mean. Because that, that number makes sense. Makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Makes yes. a ton of sense. So when Why is would the, you give a guy $45 million a year for, for like, say, five years? Because it's not going to just be a one-year deal. It's insanity. For a guy that threw 15 touchdowns in a league that requires quarterbacks to throw, like, 35 and 40 touchdowns. Like, what are the, the, the agents for Daniel Jones saying to justify mm. that? Like, well, what, like, hey, you know, we believe he's worth $45 million because of what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no like, idea. What what's their side of the story? I I just think that it's a franchise tag waiting to happen. Yeah, well, it is trending in that direction. Uh, speaking of uh, the Giants, remember Blake Martinez was on the team for a couple of years, a tackling machine. Do you see what he's doing now in his retirement? Yeah, he's selling Pokemon cards. Sports Minute? No, I did not uh, throw a Sports Minute on it. Sorry. Five. He made five million dollars in seven months by selling Pokemon cards. I mean, that, that world, I mean, I I'd sold some baseball cards last year. We had talked about that. I thought Did it was... five mil? No, not even close. But I, mean, like, I thought it was like the right time to strike because of the, the business of what it was and the memorabilia and whatever. Yeah. But like five mil, yeah, how in the hell is he making five million dollars in seven months? Buying? You, know what I, you know what I was thinking the other day? What? I know somewhere, somewhere in the pile of crap that we have. Because we have a pile of crap, well, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's piles of crap everywhere. Everywhere. There are Gunner Pokemon cards somewhere. I guarantee you that there are somewhere, somehow, he has Pokemon cards. That would Where be they worth are, something? I have no idea. I mean, but do we... I don't know what, what I, I mean. I don't know what he was selling. What was uh, Blake Martinez selling? I, I, have, I, don't, selling I mean, a, a Pikachu card that was his rookie <laughs> card or something? I have no idea. Pikachu's rookie card? Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. I, I, don't, I mean, it just... I'm reading this on Pro Football Talk, so it's not like... Yeah. It's not a Pokemon message board. It's Pro Football Talk. And he goes, every day I wake up, my shoulder doesn't hurt, my back doesn't hurt. What hurts are my fingers from opening a thousand packs of cards per day. But I'm going to keep doing this. I would too. Five million dollars in seven months. I mean, I guess he buy. I guess he's open. He's buying all these packs because he's got so much money that he could just do that. And I guess he's trying to find the most expensive ones and then reselling them. It's insane how that works. All right. So these are new cards that he is selling. I suppose. Or he said these that- are these originals that have never been opened that he's opening now, or buying and opening and then reselling. It sounds like the latter, because he said, my uh, my fingers hurt from opening like a thousand packs of cards per day. So that's that, it, has, it has to be that. It has to be. But I, I will never understand this stuff. Like when we talked about the, the NFTs, which are now like, you know, the value of those things are going down and down and sure. down. Like those crypto punks and all those the avatars and these things that like, you know, people made a bunch of money on it. But like if you hung on to those things, you probably have a problem. Like I never really understood that. I really don't understand this. Like, who is the person who pays that amount of money for the Pokemon card? Uh, there's somebody out there who's shelling out hundreds of thousands of dollars for that. Kode Sanga. Kodai could be. Somebody's a, oh, it's um, Jamal Williams is a huge 
Japanese anime guy. I wonder if he's also, uh, I think he is a Pokemon so. guy as well. I think so, right? He's huge into that. So I would, I would definitely think that he, he'd be a guy who would be buying it. But yeah, so good for Blake Martinez in his retirement, uh, getting that done. All right. Uh, let's go to Angelo in Newburgh. What's going on, Angelo? Hey, boys. Uh, real quick. So last year around Christmas time, I'm a garbage man. I'm in the back of the garbage truck and I see a binder and I'm like, let me thumb through this. It's usually a bunch of old, uh, baseball and basketball cards with a bunch of no names in it. And, uh, it's Pokemon cards. I was like, all right, let me check this out. Week later, sold the set for uh, nine hundred bucks. Wow, nine hundred dollars! Someone threw that out. Yeah, man, nine hundred bucks in, so, in the bulk. It was about seventy cards, and the one card that was worth the seven hundred dollars was some Charizard. Uh, I don't hologram or something like <laughs> that. So, Angelo, first of all, let me say. Thank you for being a garbage man. Yes, absolutely. It's a thankless job. Yeah. But I got to believe you've seen a lot of different things that are worth something that maybe you've been able to like trash pick and sell. Yes. Here's the weirdest thing. I don't know. If this is just my city. I live in Newburgh. People throw out sneakers and shoes that look like they wore them twice. I don't get it. Interesting. And what do you do with those? Uh, one guy cleans the crap out of them and he wears them. So that's oh, nice. What it is what it is. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, why not? I mean, if you wore them, just the, if it looks like it's only worn a couple times, yeah, clean them and go for I mean, it. Not even the laces are dirty sometimes. I wish I had it that good. Yeah, but <laughs> anything other than the Pokemon cards that you found that was worth anything of uh, significance? Uh, well, I, I collect video games and I'll always find some. I'll find like complete Nintendo systems that you could sell for $300, you know. I haven't found like a gold watch or anything yet, or you know, no dead body. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, good. Yes. Couldn't resell that anyway. Uh, all right, yeah. Angelo, we appreciate right, it, thanks, man. Angelo. Thank you. That's pretty good. Nine hundred dollars in a Pokemon garbage picking situation. It's about yeah. as good as it gets. Now you get. We got to find those Gunner cards now. Uh, I'm assuming that he does. I'm. I don't know. I can't remember. We got to find those. Could be sitting on a gold mine right now. You never know. You know what's you know what's happening is your you know your uh, your buddy Richie Hahn who works for you is probably zooming down to the warehouse <laughs> searching for Pokemon cards. <laughs> you know that that's how it is. You know he probably has about twenty five baseballs signed by Hall of Famers, but the um, the signatures are starting to fade, and it's hard to even tell. Like mm. whose signature it is and that's whether or not they're worth anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And that's that's what happens a lot. If you don't have them like in the perfect spot or whatever the collectors do, they fade. It's just there's no yes. there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, all right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Uh, we're hanging on for one second because I believe uh, there may be a special guest on the line. And that here he is, yes, Gunner Asias. And Gunner, do you have any more of these uh, Pokemon cards lying around? Because apparently we can make some bank on them. Uh, it's possible, but I think it's more likely my dad threw them out. He mm. uh, he has a special knack for just throwing stuff out around the house without asking anyone. Yeah, he does that here as well. He actually threw Al in the garbage the other day. <laughs> just put him head first. Have you, ever, have you ever told the story of when he threw a hockey bag out of one of my college buddies because it was in the garage? And it made my friend buy new stuff instead of compensating me. No. Hey, listen, uh, get the crap out of the house. You, nobody told me that, or nobody asked me whether or not he could store a stinky hockey bag in the garage. Without you hanging out in the garage. Yeah, but listen, by the way, did you have Pokemon cards? I, I think I kind of remember you did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I grew up like in the era of the Pokemon card. Uh, but I mean, we, we played with them. You know, like did, most, did you ever have them like in a binder? I'm sorry? Did you ever have them in a binder? Uh, I did, but I don't know if I kept them in, um, like, I, I don't know if they would be in mint condition. Yeah, and that's the only time that they actually are worth anything. This is what I've, I've learned with these collectibles. Like, you could have a card that if it was a 10 mint would be $75,000, but if it's like a six, it's $50. I guarantee you that there are some somewhere there has to be if you didn't throw them out <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, you probably did you no 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 i don't think i'd throw them out i don't i don't but then again like if crap is just laying around yeah and you know after about six years you're looking at that crap you're like 
Nobody wants the crap. Yeah. You're getting rid of it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not using this anymore. I forgot this was even <clears throat> here. Just get rid of it. Either that or, either that or they were, you know, giving away or, or, or something like that. Or they're, you know, destroyed. And torn. I mean, we, we definitely did not, uh, you know, put effort into preserving them. That much I can tell you. What about, like, you know, your little football helmets? You still have those? Yeah, we still have those, and we had to. We still, we still probably have the Beanie Babies somewhere too. I, the I'm Beanie sure Babies. That's the other thing. All right, right. So, did you fall on hard times recently? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.